All right, welcome to another episode of Living an Ultra Life. I am extremely excited about introducing you to a young lady who really, I I learned about her in 2020 during the pandemic, and uh, she's going to tell you why I learned about her during the pandemic, but then she moved to Hampton Roads, and I was like, oh my God, I don't think anybody knows who just moved to Hampton Roads like superstar here. So I'm really excited to be joined by Tara Dower. And uh, Tara, you ready to go for a little run? Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for having me on. I I was so excited to see there's like, I mean, I know there's a lot of ultra runners in the area, but I never see them. So when I got contacted by you, I was like, there we go. There I knew you go. I had been watching some of the stuff you're doing and you're just an amazingly strong <laughs> durable runner. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Tara. First of all, I really appreciate that intro. Thank you for saying durable. That's like the biggest compliment (laughs) because you know, the ultra running, it's like your body breaks down. If you can keep going, then, you know, you can keep going. But uh, yeah, so my name is Tara Dower. Like you had said, I've been really just running competitively for a year now, but I've always been a runner my entire life. I've always been a hiker, somebody who loves to be outdoors, but really have just started competitive trail running maybe a year ago. And then I've done a series of FKTs, which for those that don't know, stands for fastest known times. And really, honestly, I just love being outside and the more time I can get on the trails, the happier I am. So that's why I'm always out there. Awesome. What do you do for a living when you're not out on the trail running? The thing I'm really working towards right now is making some good money off YouTube, um, like a livable wage. So I'm a YouTuber. Also, I work at REI part-time. I'm working there a little less now that I'm training. Um, and I also am trying to get some sponsors this coming year for ultra running. So I have a couple different avenues for money and it's all stuff I really enjoy. So I'm very thankful for that. Very cool. So you get to do what you love. That's that's oh, the best part. It really, it's, it's a dream come true, honestly. Awesome. So let's jump into FKT. So I, I guess I must've just caught, you were beginning the mountain to see mm-hmm. FKT and I yeah. was like, and I had never heard about it because my wife and I had just moved back to Virginia beach from Wyoming. And oh, so, yeah. and I was like, what is this mountain to see on the East coast? So it was kind of, yeah. so it kind of intrigued me. And then I saw that you're running it and doing really, really well. So tell us a little bit about the mountain to see FKT that you did in September of 20. So, yeah, it, it's really not that well known of a trail. So it makes sense for you not to know about it. Then in 2020, it was still very under the radar. And this year, they're really trying to push it to a bigger crowd. So it's starting to get more recognition. But in about 20, 2019, I hiked the Appalachian Trail, just a regular through hike with my husband. And I really fell in love with backpacking. I've always loved backpacking, but I wanted to do more through hikes. So I was looking at the Mountains of Sea Trail and I found that, you know, I could do a through hike on it while my husband was training in the military. He's uh, in the Navy. That's why we're in Virginia Beach. So I thought that I could do this through hike. It's 1,175 miles. That's like a couple months. And then I would be off and uh, wherever he's done with his training, I'll be off to be with him. Turns out that a pandemic hit. I don't know if you know about this, this thing called the coronavirus or COVID-19. I've, I've heard this- something about it a little <laughs> bit. Yeah. Here and there. Snippets. Yeah. So- <laughs> So 2020 happened, you know, how it all goes from there, but like, I can't do a regular, I realized I couldn't do a regular through hike and 
I felt irresponsible for doing it because really the only way you can back then, at least I'm not sure now, but really the responsible way you can do the trail, the Mount Sea Trail is through the help of trail angels. And most of these trail angels are older. So I didn't want, if I had it somehow, I didn't want to give it to them. And if they had it, I don't want to get it myself. So I realized I needed to do an attempt that was, I needed to do this faster because of the pandemic, but I also wanted to do it independent from like the outside world. I wanted like a little bubble that was bringing me. So it kind of developed from there. I was also working for Jennifer Farr Davis. For those that don't know, she is a great hiker. She set the overall fastest known time on the Appalachian Trail. So I'm working for this woman who's just so inspirational. And I'm realizing like, I can't, I have to do this thing differently. So I realized, okay, fastest known time. I'll do it. Try to do it in the fastest time naturally. Uh, and that's kind of how that developed. And through that, um, I had a, a crew from like times it was like one, my friend Ryan to like three, my mom and my friend Rascal with me. And so we really just traveled through North Carolina, setting this record together. And I ended up uh, hiking, running the trail in 29 days, eight hours, I think. I'm not sure how many minutes that is and set the overall record. That was one thousand. So you average nearly 40 miles a day. Yeah. 40 miles a day. Wow. And And this is, this is not a, Oh, let's go first landing and do a little trail run. So describe the trail a little bit. Yeah, it was really tough. I, it was my first FKT. I really didn't know what to expect. FKTs never go as planned. Um, I'm talking, I talked to my friend Liz the other day who does a lot of FKTs as well. We were talking about how these things never go to plan and it was just really hard to plan. I was partially vegetarian, didn't eat well. Uh, the trail is gorgeous and they try really, honestly, they, they have been trying to get on as many trails as possible, but it is, there are 400 miles of road walking and that's wow. really tough. Um, and so it was, it was really hard, but I don't think it was as hard as I was making it out to be in the moment. It's always easier to say that looking at it. Sorry, my dog's drinking. (laughs) (laughs) He's just just got taken to the vet. Jerry, Jerry, uh, is a blind dog and he is the light of my life. I always thought I was an active, active dog who ran with me, but Jerry's a senior blind dog and he's, he's the perfect, most perfect dog. So if awesome. you hear that, that Good. He, he's fine. You let Jerry go. You'll probably hear my Yikma cat come in here. You know, she talks the whole time during podcasts. So yeah, I love cats, that. they're the best. So, um, yeah. And so it, it really didn't go as planned. It was really tough for my first one. And I have really learned how to adapt really well since that FKT and realize like a lot of my grief was caused by, you know, my emotions. I wasn't eating enough. I was iron deficient. My head wasn't clear. So there's a lot of things I was doing and like my crew, they didn't realize either. I'm not blaming anything on them, but like a lot of things we were all doing that just wasn't beneficial, but we did it. And I guess that's amazing. It was kind of, and just you got like, the, and you set the FKT. So you yeah. set the standard. So now that, now you, what you're going to have to do, you're going to go back and do it again. Yeah. I've been playing with that idea. Like, I think that I would be better. I would just know what to expect. I didn't know what to expect. And I think honestly, I would try it again eventually. Awesome. 
Awesome. So now tell us a little bit about, so then you went from the FKT, had you done any ultra races before that? No, I didn't. I had done long distance hiking or well, hiking, but uh, long distance, like running for a while, um, but nothing over the marathon distance. So okay. I, had, I had it before that. So when did you jump into, what was your first ultra race? The first one, because in 2021, the end of 2020, uh, start of 2021, things were still getting canceled. I had a lot of races planned, but my first one ended up being in the summer of 2021. And that was a trail marathon in Calabasas, California. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And yeah. loved it or. Oh yeah. I loved it. Um, I had gotten a coach by then and he was, he really set up my expectations. Well, he gave me a lot of good training and I felt really prepared and I felt really good, honestly. Awesome. And so then you, have you done one 100 this year or two? In all I've done four, but I did Uwari and I did blood rock in 2021. And then okay. 2022 I did Umstead and cruel jewel. Okay. So yeah. tell us, Uari was your first hundred, right? Yeah, yeah. And how'd that go? It was great. Again, did it really, you know, we're going to talk about the Ben McKay, but I tried the Ben McKay FKT in October of 21. And oh, I didn't know got, that. Yeah, I got a really bad groin injury about two days in, and it was really painful to walk uphill or just even walk. So a month later, I had Uari. And I was, a, I was so nervous I was going to be um, injured for that, but it ended up being fine. Like it's a true testament to like, you know, I, I always hear Courtney DeWalter saying this, but it's like, she says, don't worry about something until you need to address it. Okay. I really can't walk now. What should I do? I'm throwing up constantly now. What should I do? Th there's no point in like worrying about something beforehand or right. like, even when it's like doable, like if you can still walk through it or run through it, like you can then do it. Um, so I thought about that a lot during it. I was really worried in the beginning. I was like, oh, this groin injury is going to pop up. It's going to be really painful. I'm going to quit. But then I just thought like, okay, we're not going to worry about that until it happens. And, you know, I ended up, um, it's a smaller race. So I ended up winning the women's and I think I came in like top 10 awesome. for that. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. And then your second one was what? Which Blood Rock 100 in Oak Mountain State Park in Alabama. Oh, wow. Okay. And how'd that one go? It was really tough. Um, got to run against Jeff Browning. Who? Oh my gosh. Yeah. No way. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know. I wasn't, you know, I've only been in this sport for a little more than a year now. And I didn't know who he was. Everyone was like gushing over him. And I was like, I was just out there to run. I was nervous. I was by myself at that point. My crew was on their way because my husband had to work. So I got there early and didn't have a crew. So I was just like really nervous to get on the start line by myself. Um, and everyone was gushing over Jeff Browning. Um, <laughs> but it's really funny that that race went really well. I had a great time. It was really hard. It was a surprising amount of elevation gain for Alabama's 25,000. Wow. Yeah, it is. Where did, where did that come from? Oh I don't gosh. know. Yeah. He finds these hills and I don't know, really. It's, it's a great race if you want some, a challenge. And, uh, there's a girl who came from Colorado. I was running with her for a bit and she was like, where, what, what is this? That's funny. Like, <laughs> um, so yeah, Jeff, it's funny. Jeff was 
in the lead and I was second place overall behind him. I was an hour behind him and his wife, he tells me this after the race, but, um, you know, his wife comes up to him at the A station. She's like, you have a girl behind you. That's an hour away. You better, you better go. <laughs> um, and so like, he just, he takes off, you know, he does his thing because he's just so fast. Um, and he ends up creating a four hour gap in between us. So, you know, he's a professional, so he yeah. can really turn on, turn on this, like these jets and he really went, but I thought that was funny. It's like, you know, I was so close to him. I was so close Yeah, that's to awesome. Him. I would have loved to see you pass Jeff Browning. That would have been funny. I don't think I could ever, (laughs) but keep working. You'll pass him. You'll get him. (laughs) Yeah. um, So that race went really well. I got second overall and I finished. I want to say, I don't remember specifics, but I want to say it's a little less than half of the people that started didn't. Wow. That's awesome. Wow. He he had changed up the entire race and people weren't expecting that <laughs> that's awesome so then yeah. your third hundred was early 22 right yeah that was um umstead was um was umstead before yeah umstead was beginning of april right yes yeah okay um so that was a cool race it was really fast i pr with 16 56 i saw your time there and i was like oh my goodness wow you smoked that thing (laughs) uh i got to meet devin yanko she's really cool and really positive and nice it was cool to run near her and i always love meeting people during these things so that was cool that one that one went really well but it was really tough competition so i still made top 10 and i was third woman but there was some really fast people at that race and i was like encouraged me a lot to get faster because I'm, I'm more of like an endurance. Like I can get up a mountain. I can keep going. Like I I'll, I'll finish the race if I need to. And so with that people, you know, tend to drop off, but like with this race, it was just fast and everyone was going for it. So like, so you realized you had a speed button there, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. I really need to kind of have a better game plan for these races. I kind of go into it and just like, I guess, wing it which wasn't the case in cool jewel, but with this lap with Umstead, I really just went for it and you'll watch my splits. The first 50 obviously went well, but the last 50, I slowed down quite a bit, which at that point too, it's not a bad thing. It wasn't a bad pace or anything. It just, the last four miles is where the third place woman uh, passed me. So I was like miles away from being second woman so like just figuring out how to pace myself a little better is what I learned from that race. Okay. But honestly, it's went- difficult because I mean, you're doing the same loop and you're on your fourth loop, you know, by that time. And it, that's yeah. gotta be just a little bit mind sucking, you know? Yeah. It, it was a lot of fun. Living an ultra life is brought to you by Forge Glory Athletics. Forge Glory Athletics is a science driven client-proven premier running company that instills strong introspective pillars through disciplines of movement that award personal growth in multiple aspects of the athlete's life without injury. We must find the light within ourselves before others can follow. Christopher Guerra. I think I did a lot of things that I could have, I said hello and good job to pretty much everyone I passed. Right. And I thought in my head after the race, because after the race, I, I kind of, I told you I'd give it my all. I, everything went, I was really, really sick. Like I was, 
I was really, really sick. My husband was like this close away from getting the paramedics or whoever. Wow. But I thought, and I was like, maybe if I had just not said hello to everyone, like right. maybe that was a little bit of energy I could have had. So I, I learned things through that race, but it's an encouraging race. You say, you see so many people because you're doing the same loop. Um, you're never far away from anyone. The crew stops are amazing. The aid stations, I should say. Right. Yeah. So, so then love- after that, then you jumped into Cruel Jewel and this Cruel. was before Benton Mackey, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, Cruel Jewel was just- No joke, some- right? <laughs> just to give you some perspective, like I got done with that race and I, I feel like I've done some pretty tough things in my life, but I got done with that, went to the race director and was like, that's the hardest thing I've ever done in my entire life. Like I can confidently say that was- insanely hard it's mainly due to the first and last 20 miles because it's an out back it is overall it's 35 i want to say it's 35 36 000 feet in elevation gain like i said the first and last 20 is on duncan ridge which is just relentless just and the trail is really tricky too isn't it it's yeah it's very technical Yeah, that was a really tough race. And I threw up a bunch during the race and wanted to DNF at mile 70. But then out of nowhere, like, again, just you got to just keep going with it. You don't want to just stop because like within maybe 20 minutes to 30 minutes, I was sprinting down the trail because I got this new energy and was like, all right, I'm not quitting, I guess. That's awesome. And that race went really well. Got to meet Liz Canty, which was awesome. Oh, cool. Liz was there. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm meeting really neat people at these races. And Liz is one of them. And I got second woman and top somewhere in top 10 again. Awesome. Awesome. So four hundreds, four podiums for women, the four top tens. Not bad. And then you decide, okay, I really haven't done anything in 2022. So you said, okay, let's go FKT Benton Mackey. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about this thing, because this is not this is no joke. Also, when when I heard you were going down to do this, I was like, holy cow, this gal is absolutely (laughs) insane. And I I love it. (laughs) Yeah. So after doing the Bet McKay, I was like, I I told my husband, I told a couple other people. I'm like, I think I'm finally tired. I think I'm (laughs) I think I'm finally I'm tired now. I think I'll take it easy. And you know how I took it easy was going to the Sierras and backpacking. But yeah, I saw that and doing the PCT and you know, just, just a little bit of a, you know, relaxation <laughs> trail, right? <laughs> yeah. But after that, I was definitely like, oh man, I'm now I'm really, really tired. But anyways, the Ben McKay went super well. I, I think that was a, one of the best trips I've been on. Um, everything was positive. I, we had a lot of obstacles, but, you know, we took it in stride. My crew was experienced and just made amazing decisions. And I couldn't have asked for a better trip. It was, you know, I beat the overall record, which was great. But I think the best thing about that trip was how positive of an experience and how many people just came together to do this thing. And we made it happen. And it was, it's just a great time on trail. And that's all I can ask for. Yeah. And how many miles and, and what was your time? Yeah, it was 288 miles and it, I ran, hiked it in four days, 18, nope, 
four days, 21 hours and 25 minutes. Okay. So just about 60 something miles a day. Um, that was yeah. 57 miles a day. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right. So that was amazing. Really cool. Uh, it was a really rugged trail. Harsh. It's partially, uh, cruel jewel is partially on the Bet McKay. So, and I had done October, I had done the two days on it. So I was very well acquainted with the trail. Um, I had some great people come out to help me. Uh, Liz, my friend who's done the long trail FKT and the Appalachian trail FKT. She's, she came out and we had a great time on trail together. My friend Flipper, I met on the Appalachian trail came, uh, my mom, Pete Schreiner is a photographer in on the East coast and he does some out on the West coast, but he was out there. And then his friend, Chris was also out there. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And Hunter. Wow who holds the record who held the record before me really came out yeah. and helped you yeah. see that's that's one thing i think is totally cool about the fkt like mm-hmm. you heard about christian that um just uh, yeah. attempted the the fkt on the appalachian trail and yeah. david horton joined him for the last day i was like yeah that's that's awesome i that the crowd in in this community is just so supportive of each other it's not like it's this uber competitive you know i'm gonna smash you so yeah, I love and, that. You know, I love that too. I love that aspect about the trail communities. Like you just want to see people succeed. And I mean, if you're on trail, like I'm happy either way. Like if I get the record or not, I'm on trail and I'm, I feel happy. Um, but like Carl Meltzer also like talked to him on the phone a bunch um, while he was on his record. Christian was on his uh, record attempt and, you know, the, Appalachian Trail for Carl has been like a long, long history with him. And he helped Scott Jurek beat yep. the record. And like, yeah, yeah. so the, the community is so supportive. Awesome. So tell us about your mindset, Tara, because you've, you've got an incredible <laughs> mindset and approach to this type of thing. What, what is your mental game? Yeah. Uh, well for the Ben McKay, it was a little different. Um, I kept telling myself it easy and light. That was the motto was easy and light. We're going to take it. We're going to take it in stride. This is going to be a fun time. And if anything, it's going to be a time on trail. We love, I love time on trail. So like just taking it easy and light and not worrying about the small little details and just go with the flow. So that was my mindset going into Cruel Jewel or sorry, um, Bet McKay, but that's not always been the case. Like I, I tend to be more of an anxious person, um, just my day to day, but also on these like record attempts and races. And I think it's honestly a benefit. Like I, I think I benefit a lot from the anxiety because on these training runs I'm doing, it's like, if I don't get up this, this hill, the fastest I can, if I don't get up, this hill the fastest I can. And like five other times, if I'm not getting up it, I'm not going to do well in this race. So every training run, every race is like, like a serious thing for me. I want to do well with everything. So I think that I'm super competitive and I'm anxious. So like, I'm always trying to just be better myself in a way. And I guess that sounds like a little too into myself, but honestly, it's like, it's just this thing in my brain. Like it's, it's just part of me. I am competitive and I'm anxious and it helps me. But during the Bet McKay, I really wanted to just have fun and take it easy and not worry about how fast I was going. 
obviously I'm going to go at a very intentional pace, but I'm not going to worry about every little detail because with these FKTs, like we had talked about, things can just change and it changes within seconds and you just got to roll with the punches and there's yep. no point in planning every little detail out. Awesome. Okay. So what's next, Tara? Uh, yeah. You know, I've been trying to think about my next year, but in September, I actually have my big race that I've been planning and training for that all my races I've been leading up to is uh, run rabbit run in Colorado. Awesome. You're going to have yeah. so much fun. Yeah. Um, I'm really excited for that. I've never ran like that out in Colorado. So I'm looking forward to just enjoying that trail and that community. You're going to have fun. I paced oh. at that one. So oh, cool. yeah. So yeah, you're going to have fun. You're going to, you're oh, going to have fun. I, that's oh, all I'm going to tell good. you. Just go out, have a blast. You're yeah. going to, you're going to get tested, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have fun. It's going to be a blast. Thank you. Thanks. So yeah. what's your, like, I want to get in this race, hmm. you know, race. Yeah. Um, I don't think this will happen at least in the next foreseeable future, but, um, my, since I started like hard rock has been a race that I've been wanting to do just cause it's gorgeous. It's, I was kind of touring around the area earlier this year and it was really nice and beautiful. And I just think it would be a beautiful course and I love a challenge. So hard rock is on my list, but we know how registration for that. Get into U- go do Ure first. Ure is Ure uh, is awesome. Yeah. All right, we've got a couple minutes left here, and you're new to the ultra running sport, so this is kind of a, a different <laughs> question for you. But I love your mindset and everything. Mm-hmm. You're sitting down with somebody who's getting ready to go run their mm-hmm. first ultra race or their first hundred miler. Mm-hmm. What tip, if you could think of one thing to tell them, what would you tell them? Yeah. I mean, there's a lot, there's so much, I mean, I would honestly tell people to just several things, but one, I think just keep it simple. If you just keep most of the things with hundreds, doing hundreds, simple, what to buy, what to eat, you know, your pace, just several things, just keep it simple. I have worried myself sick about a bunch of things and it's never helped me to worry. It's never helped me obviously plan, but just try to keep it simple. Just go do it. Just go be out there. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So, all right. So you're a YouTuber. Plug <laughs> what you're doing. Tell us how to find Tara. Yeah. Um, my YouTube channel is Tara Trek. So it's T-A-R-A-T-R-E-K-S. And I do a lot of videos on through hiking, but I'm trying to do more on ultra running and FKTs. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Good. Okay. So we're going to put that in the show notes so everybody can find you because we, yeah. we want to support this. Who are some of the sponsors that you'd like to try and get firmer for this next year? Yeah, I think a big one would be ultra because all trail runners, really all we need is shoes. And that's like the most important gear. So really, honestly, I would be super stoked if like ultra would just, even if they were just like, here's a couple of shoes, I would be here's one pair of shoes. I'd be so happy. Cause I love Olympus t- or Tim Olympus. Olympus. Oh. Yeah. I run the Olympus and the Lone Peaks for okay. t- and Timps. Well, Timps are pro- probably my favorite. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. And anybody else, any other? Yeah. I mean, I wear, I don't know how to say it. The toe socks in, yep, in, in Gingy. In Gingy. Yeah. Yeah. They're the best. <laughs> I wear them all the time. I don't wear anything else anymore. So yeah, they're great for blisters. And yep. then I, 
also use my fair share of uh, nut butter, nut butter. So that would be awesome. And then obviously like any nutrition company, like spring that's more natural or yep. like a tailwind would be great. Awesome. But awesome. ultra is like my top, top guy. Yeah. Yeah. Mine too. I haven't worn anything else in probably five years, but yeah, they're, yeah. they're awesome. And they're only getting better. They are. I just got my new Olympus 5.0s and mm-hmm. I was really excited. They're orange. So, you know, makes it makes it even better. So, <laughs> I'm uh, a freak. I like everything orange, but I think uh, it's yeah. because I started running in Wyoming during hunting season. Oh, so, yeah. So, yeah. You learn the hard way that, you know, probably ought to wear lots of bright orange. So yeah, it's awesome. Cool. Well, Tara, thank you so much for joining us. And yeah. uh, I cannot wait to continue to watch and see how you do, because I think you're just one of these up and coming badass women <laughs> that are gonna, I see. I, I totally can picture you beating a Jeff Browning at, at a race oh. in the future. I, see, I really can. See, maybe that should be like my top goal is just... <laughs> There you go. He, little does he know he has this person. <laughs> he has a stalker. <laughs> He's going to kick uh, his ass in a race. Great. There you go. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for having me on. This has been great. You bet. And I would love to go for a run with you sometime. I won't be oh, able yeah. to keep up with you, but you know, <laughs> I'd love to go for a run. So, awesome. Well, Tara, thank you so much. This has been yeah. an absolute joy and um, we will catch you later. All right. Great. Thank all you right. so much. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Really appreciate you guys. We'll see you next time on Living an Ultra Life.